0: Visit chrissawyeranny maccom Email them at csawyer at any-Mac.com or give them a call. 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345. Corporate NMLS number 338923. Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC. DBA, Mac Home Mortgage. Look fi Direct. Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent. License Lender. Broker number ML 338923. Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker. License Number MC 338923. Rhode Island License Lender. License Number two zero one one two eight one zero. l Call for additional details.
1: Throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jays, Crest, Top three corner man, punching in. With a punch's chance, we find a way to win. The main event, locked it in. Every Saturday attend. The overhand is out of hand. When it comes to fist of cuffs, slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing wave. Feet a step stepping late. Keep your guard up feeling faint from a faint. Take a standing an eight, and retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move, bob and wave. Don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round. Bells ringing. Counterpoint punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bringing crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when feel the flurry as curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs
2: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Throwing Jabs Combat Sports Podcast. I'm Big J, joined by Joe Guay and Jared Jones. Like always, we have it's fight day, Saturday, every Saturday at ten. Uh, <laughs> here we go. But uh, I we got some big fights coming up. Earl Spence Ugas. That's going to be great, and also. The rematch, uh, Vicente Luque and below Muhammad as well. Something fun for who you got. But first, let's recap the big UFC pay per view last weekend. Starting off with the upset, Jermaine Sterling takes the split decision uh, to retain the UFC bantamweight championship. Joe, how did you feel about this fight?
0: Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, when the fight ended. I didn't think they were going to raise Peter Yan's hand. I was hoping at that point he was going to walk out of there with a draw. Uh it 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 to me, I mean I I I think I agree with the 48-47s for Sterling. I mean it was a close fight. I think really uh most people would tell you kind of came down to how you scored round 1. Uh, we know that two judges saw that one for Sterling. Dana White felt differently. CBS Sports had it as a draw. This is a super close fight. Um, I think the tough part, if you're Aljamain Sterling, Jared, is you've accomplished nothing with this win. People still think you're a paper champ. They still think uh, that you haven't gone out there and and, and really beaten anybody up. Uh, and and you're a, a title holder. And this this didn't help him. For for Peter Yan, we already knew what Peter Yan was and how good he was this was a close fight for him is the kind of fight you expected from Jan. But for Aljamain Sterling, it's like he, he, he's never going to, he's going to take that next step forward. He's going to knock somebody out. He's going to do something devastating in one of these fights because this is a bad look on him. And then the bitch about it afterwards, when Dana said that he thought the referees had it wrong again, bad luck.
1: Oh yeah. Is there anybody who's kind of sleepwalked into a title? so as hardcore as as sterling has the illegal knee gave you the title you threw the belt on the ground and cried well home um and then this uh i had yawn three two i'd have been okay with a draw it's tough to i don't know it's a title fight it's a title fight and i and i and i hate seeing peter Jan have that knee, and then have this fight, and don't you still feel like you're the champion if you go home and you're and you're young? That's tough to let somebody else bring the belt home after that fight. Yeah, this fight could have gone either way, and I mean, don't this is why they say don't leave it to the judges. Stuff just like this.
2: Yeah, I I will say I I, I like Aljo Aljamain Sterling a lot, but I mean, really, I, I feel. Like, really sense that Marlon Moraes knockout. He's been a lot more tentative, which has been really to his uh, best. Like, he, he's going to the ground more and tr- trying to control the fight more. But I, I think he does also have a little bit of that. I, I think he can do a little bit better on the feet, but I, I think he's just scared of getting put to sleep. But, I mean, that's got him to where – I mean, look at how dominant he was on the ground. It, it, in the second and third, and I mean, just he, he was great, but I, I I think if he can just get have more faith in his stand up game, that that he really lost since that knockout, in my opinion, I I, I think he can be one of he, he can be a guy we're talking about pound for pound, he can be where we thought Peter Jan was, but uh yeah I don't know because. I don't know, He's could, like you said, Jared, you just slept, walk to a title, and now he has these two wins over Jan. I mean, I don't necessarily know if, I know Dana had Jan winning, but are they going to make a trilogy? Or, I mean, you had T.J. Dillashaw there. I mean, that that's a name. Is that going to get done? What do you want to happen, Jared? Who do you see next for, for the Bantamweight Championship?
1: I, it sucks. (laughs) This is just, it turned into one of the most exciting divisions into one of the lamest. They kind of have to rematch. Um, I don't, I don't, man, I, I'm not especially excited about a rematch. I mean, I was excited about the first fighters. Is there anybody that's going to be as excited about the third fight as they were about the first? but this is what's there. These are the guys at the top of the division. And I say they fight a third time.
0: Yeah, I think no doubt about it. Uh, no doubt about it. These two got to fight again sooner than later.
2: I, I, I don't know. I think they could, I think they'll expedite that TJ Dillashaw fight just because it's TJ
1: for, for For the money. Yeah. I mean the same way they did for GSP, right? That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. A bigger money fight.
2: You're not wrong. But uh, all right. Let's move on to the main event. You're probably right. Alexander Volkanovski unmuted dom- Dominates. Uh, the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung, till he ultimately finishes him in the fourth. Joe. Your boy Volkanovski.
0: Right? I thought, um, yeah. Look, I thought this would kind of went the way we thought it would go. Volkanovski, uh, you know, beat him up really good. And and again, you want to finish? He, he got him in a, uh, you know, took him out in the fourth. I, Alexander Volkanovski, to me, uh, I think pound for pound, is probably the number one fighter right now in the UFC. Like I, I would have a hard time believing it's anybody else pound for pound jace this this guy's this this there's nothing you can do to this guy to beat him he's a machine he has a high ring iq everything that that volkanovski does and the way he does it is is what you expect of a champ there's a reason uh he hasn't lost in in years now uh and and why he's been so good in the ufc you know korean zombie is a great fighter I know he hasn't been the same the last few years. I mentioned he was eight and six in his last fourteen fights coming into this thing against some pretty big names. But Volkanovsky just—I mean, it doesn't matter who you throw at him, he's got the beatdown ready and he's moving on.
2: See, I—I I, I don't know if you—I—I I, I don't get that off of it, it was dominant, but I mean, uh, Chan Sung Jung—he isn't like—I—he dominated Holloway. He dominated Ortega, but I mean, to have Chan Sung Jung be that guy that says that did that, that one that puts you over the edge to say best overall pound for pound. I do love that he's talking about going up to lightweight. I think that's something that could really make him get get in that top number one pound for pound. I don't know about that, but I mean you're right. It is what it was ex- I think you, you got to really wonder expected. how much
0: his heart is in it too, when he's just going out there and he's not really getting challenged by anybody.
2: That's a good point. I mean,
0: right? It's, you you finish a you finish a fight in uh, at featherweight, and you're you're already talking about moving up. I think that tells you where he's at in the head. I mean, he's he's destroyed this division.
1: I was horrible for him when Qatar beat Chikaze. That was the guy I kind of looked at as somebody that was going to come up and give him run, and we would have been excited about it. And I think he was the ultimate loser of that fight uh, when Qatar beat Chikadze because there's just not much there. He moves up. There's all kinds of opportunities for uh, for Volkanovski. He stays where he is. Yeah, he he beat all those guys up.
2: Yeah, I mean this is gonna if he stays at featherweight, it's gonna turn into like. A bum, a bum of the month club type situation he has some real real i mean lightweights stacked. i mean him against champ versus champ him against charles oliveira that's a great fight him against that uh, gaethje michael chandler Dang i mean chandler. Poirier. uh oh my goodness and i mean volkanovski when he was competing in rugby in australia he was like 200 some pounds right so he can gain weight and he can he can be athletic, still gaining the weight. So I, I think I, I'm excited for that. Opera, if that comes to fruition, because I think he can do very, very well. But also, I mean, the same. I, I thought the same about Max Holloway, but Dustin Poirier just dominated that. So I, I don't know, but I, I'm excited because he's really done all he has to do with featherweight. You, you took down the featherweight goat twice in in Max Holloway. So what else do you, can you do?
1: If it was enough of a money grab to get Connor, I think that's the fight I'd want to see. I mean, you take all the politics and BS out of it. Volkanovsky moves up, fights Conor McGregor. Okay? Let's make
2: it work. Yeah? And just beat Conor, he, he would destroy Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: That'll and that'll It will boost his name up to a point. hundred percent. He does fight for that. People will know what we're working with when he fights a Chandler or a
2: Gagey. Yeah. And I mean, it would be, yeah. Uh, I'm excited, especially if he's the one talking about it, you know, it's definitely a real possibility. So, uh, all right, let's take a break. From the fights Let's get into something fun Who you got The big brain battle Trivia Joe versus Jared One on one Let's get into it
0: How you guys feeling
2: About this
0: I'm always ready for a big brain battle Yeah Jared how you feeling
2: I,
1: I think our hands should be in plain view. Just want to make sure I'm getting a fair one.
0: Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> you may have heard some things alleged at me in other competitions. <laughs> and all I'll say to that is nothing's ever been proven. So.
2: <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Let's speaking of, okay, I mean, let's get into the rules. Let's get into it. Ten rounds, two questions per round, 30 seconds to answer a question. If it's not answered, the other person can steal. But you only have ten seconds on the steal. person with the highest score at the end has the bigger brain. All right?
0: It's decided. All right.
2: It is decided, yes, sir. Um, and as always, this is brought to you by CloverCrest Media. Make sure you check out
0: CloverCrestMedia.com. They're very podcasts. nice. Yeah. They're very nice over there. Also, I don't know why. Uh we're we're not live on Facebook right now. I don't it's I Facebook apparently issues, yeah. I, literally, literally, I just got a notification. Apparently, I posted something inappropriate a year ago, and the content's no longer available, whatever that might be. Mark Zuckerberg, you're <laughs> such an idiot. You really are. I mean, really, dude. Idiot. Just needed to get that on the record.
2: <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. Boom. Round one, NFL. <laughs> Joe, you're going first, since you got into, you joined the Streamyard first. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. So this question is for you. Thirty seconds are on the clock after i start reading the question after spending nine seasons and becoming the all-time leading rusher for the team that drafted him then played the final three seasons of his career in atlanta and new england before retiring in the 2015 season
0: who is this player oh you know what i feel like i was just talking about this dude the other day oh man drafted him he played the final three seasons uh man I don't I don't I don't remember I picture I can picture his face
2: hey no, no guess at all
0: I'm trying to think of who it, it could have Man, who played for Atlanta and New England and then another team? You got
2: five. Jared got four, it. Did you find three, it on Google? <laughs> two,
0: Jackson. One. First, any name? Does it matter what the first name yeah. is? I'm giving you a last name. There's is it a Jackson? lot of the, It's the
2: Jackson we're both okay. thinking of. If it okay, is. all right. I can't accept that. Jared, do you have a full name for me? Ten. Okay.
0: Joe was close. Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson. How are you not gonna take the that? Rams. I couldn't think of his first name.
2: You need the first name. It could have been Fred Jackson. There's a lot of Jacksons, Joe.
0: Nobody was talking about Freddie Jackson here. Give me a break. <laughs> All right. Man. See the, the scoring's going to come down to the first. This is going to be like like Sterling versus Jan. Okay. A questionable first round, round one, and I, it's going to mess it all up. <laughs> okay,
2: maybe if it comes down to that, you can have a, a half a point. Maybe I guess <laughs> I'll
0: take a quarter point. Even I don't care. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> all
2: right, Jed. Similar type of question to you. After spending eleven seasons and becoming the all-time leader. Uh, For rushing for the team to draft him and then he played his final two seasons uh, of his career in New England before retiring in 2010. Who is this running back?
1: Wow, I'm so far off, these Patriots, huh? Edric 5, Jay.
2: 4, 3, that's your final answer? Nope. All right, Joe, 10 seconds on the clock now.
0: Uh, all-time leading rusher. Uh, I don't even remember who played for them or five, who they had four, before that. I don't know. Warwick three, Dunn? Two. Oh...
2: It's, it's uh, Fred Taylor. Oh 11 seasons on the Jags, final two seasons with the never
0: even don't even remember Fred Taylor being in New England at all. I don't remember that.
2: Yeah.
0: I yeah. remember Jackson being there. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Jackson. Michael they, no. they just no. had JC Jackson. Freddie. Jackson. Jackson. Oh Fred Jackson,
2: yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, round two movies. I I think these first two are probably the hardest two questions. So uh, this one, I'm gonna give you three characters, okay. So I'm gonna give you the category of the movie, and then I'm gonna give you three names, the three actors in the movie, I'm gonna give you the names of their characters in different movies. And then you gotta tell me what movie I'm talking about. It'll make sense as it plays out. Joe, to you, name this sports movie based off the actors. I guess Tyler Durden, Donny Azov and Peter Quill or Star Lord.
0: I know what this is. The name of this movie. This is uh, Moneyball, uh, because Tyler Durden's Brad Pitt. Good. Well done. Yeah. Yes, yes sir.
2: Donny Azov nice. is uh is uh, Jonah Hill in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Peter Quill, Star Lord. Chris Pratt, Pratt, Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. Well done, Jeff. There we go. All right, Jared, to you. It's an animated movie. Ferris Bueller. Darth Vader, Alfred. God. And so now
1: it's the voices of those guys.
0: I know this one.
2: Oh, God. Space Jam? You got 10 seconds. That's what you're going with, Space
0: Jam? That's incorrect. Is this one The Lion King? Broadwick and James Earl Jones. I don't know who voices Alfred, but is it Jeremy Irons by any chance? Yes, if he's Alfred, is. that would make yeah. sense because he's Scar.
2: That's not yeah. a sports
0: movie? It's not a sports movie at all. Yeah. But it's a lion movie, and he but knows I, I like was, lions. I said it was animated. I thought it was an animated sports movie, too, Jared. Yeah. I didn't know. I
1: don't know what The Lion King has to do with anything. Moving. <laughs>
2: Okay, I'm, I, I'm sorry for the confusion there, but don't worry, Jared. You, I mean, still a lot of game left.
0: He's like, don't worry, Jared. I've got this rigged for you, so you'll be no, fine. No, there's no, there's still sweat. a
2: lot of game left. Joe's up 2-0, going into round three, UFC. Joe, question to you. Name the fighter off their most recent fights and no contest to Mark Hunt. TKO lost to Alistair Overeem. TKO uh, lost to Kane to lose the UFC heavyweight championship. And a submission win over Shane Carwin.
0: That's the That was the end of his Is that Brock Lesnar's career? Is that how his career ended?
2: Is that your final I'm going to guess
0: Brock Lesnar. I might be wrong, but I'm confidently telling you Brock Lesnar. It's Brock Lesnar. Come on! Yeah,
2: dude.
0: All right. Want well, to roll here?
2: Bam. All right, don't worry, Jared. I think you got this one. Same thing. Name the fighters off the loss: submission loss to Vicente Luque, TKO loss to Colby Covington, unanimous decision loss to Gilbert Burns, and a unanimous decision loss to Kamaru Usman to lose the UFC welterweight title. These are their most recent UFC fights. Got 10 seconds.
1: Ah, uh, jeez. Oh, um, Gagey? Five, four. No. Nope.
0: Joe? I'm going to guess Tyron Woodley. Oh. Because he lost the belt. Yeah. And you left the Jake Paul stuff out just to throw us for a loop. Good stuff. Because no, UFC. I, I, I said
2: thinking, that, yeah. UFC. I get
0: what's going on here. I think I understand what you're doing. Did you want me
2: to put the the WWE stuff in for Brock Lesnar?
1: <laughs> I'd be lost with WWE. <laughs> All Better right. with the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. I'm good with WWE 2000 to like 2003, 80s. <laughs> yeah 80s oh, or anything, no. yeah anything like 84 to 88. You're in my Holy wheelhouse.
1: Jim. <laughs> H- Hacksaw Jim Duggan, those, you know, the Bushwhackers.
0: Oh,
1: yeah.
0: I love Jim Duggan, <laughs> yes sir. All right, yeah. whose question? Mine. Yep, and it's round four. TV. I have one. Joe, name yeah. the HBO show. The Sopranos.
2: A retired NFL player struggles through his new career path as a financial manager of other NFL players.
0: I'm going to say I've never seen the show Entourage, so I'll assume that this is the weakest uh, explanation of that show in history. No! Oh, wait! No, 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 no! It's, uh, oh, God! What's that other show? Do you know it, Jared? It's, it's got Robert Wool in it, I think. I think, and he's like the ancient. I don't know the name of the show, though. I think I might have given you the answer. If you have any idea what it is, I think it only had one a one word name. One.
2: Nothing, Joe. All right, ten seconds to you, Jared. For the steal.
0: Am I right? Is Robert Wool in it? Am I thinking of the right show? I don't know.
1: Wow, I don't know without players. Five. All American.
2: Four. Three. No, it is
0: The Rock in Ballers. Okay, no, that's not what I was thinking about.
2: All right. All right, Jed, to you, name the Netflix show. A small-town quarterback returns home after years of chasing a career in football to work on his family's cattle ranch. 30 seconds.
1: all American.
0: That's what you're going with?
1: Idea.
2: All right, uh, that's
0: I'll throw a I'll guess uh, wait, the wait, ran- wait. the ranch hand. <laughs> ranch hand Randy. I've no idea either. Uh, I don't know. I don't the movie. Is this a
1: spin-off of the movie?
2: Nope this uh, is but, uh... Ashton Kutcher and Sam Elliott in the ranch. Oh,
0: People my God. Ranch. I said the ranch hand. That's hilarious. It's called. the. That's a real show. Oh, huh? The, ranch,
2: the yeah. ranch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sam Elliott.
2: The action coach. Damn. All
0: right. Now I want to watch it because I want to see him working on a ranch. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty good.
2: But uh, all right, round five snacks. All right. I uh, feel like I could do well here. <laughs> it here. All right. <laughs> Just name the snack off the picture. Joe to you start us off what is that snack
0: not anything I would ever eat that looks almost healthy uh those look like pasta sticks is that like a is that a pasta stick is that a snack would you eat that I don't know what that is I don't recognize that oh no I do is that a churro This what you go with uh, I'm gonna go with a churro. That is not a churro. Joke. I don't know what a churro is. My family Jared, makes fun of me all the time for that. Those
1: are those are uh, those are veggie sticks or uh, biscotti rolls.
0: Biscotti Whoa. rolls. I like that. Yeah, they do kind yeah. of look like biscotti. What is that? It is. Those are talkies. Uh. Talkies. Did you go to dinner the other night and take a photo of your plate? Is that what this is? No. Takis. What? what of all the snacks on the planet? You picked Takis as the yeah. snack for the game show. Okay, I'm just as long as we're on the same page. What's wrong I've with never, Takis? Though? I've never seen you eating Takis. What's wrong with t- That's not a real snack. Yes, Doritos. It is. Fritos, pretzels, that's a snack. Talkies. Joe, go they ask make,
2: your kids what, what talkies make, are. So you're being a boomer right now. Jared,
0: have you ever had talkies?
1: They make them in little on-the-go containers called walkie talkies No. No, I've never had them. Uh, Great
0: marketing idea. Okay. <laughs> all, right, all
2: right, Jared, to you.
0: If they ever do that, Jared, I'll probably know what they are. <laughs>
2: all right. Jeez. Oh, all right, Joe. Uh, Jared, to you, name this snack.
1: That is a, uh, uh, those little pizza bites, uh, combos.
0: Ah,
2: there we go. Jared get on the board combos.
0: Oh, damn. I like those actually. I knew exactly what that was. I recognized the combo immediately. Are we,
1: are we like now roundabouting it to try to make it sports related with the combos?
0: Ah, there you go. Okay. All right, boom. Next Forced is going to be the yeah. categories macaroni, and the answer is elbow.
2: <laughs> okay, whatever. I I'm I gonna next time. I'll do a pasta one just for you. If this
0: NBA cool. question's got anything to do with the last twenty years in the NBA, you know I won't know the answer. So this better be a question about the '95 Knicks. That's all I'm saying. This is it, the answer better be Bill Lampeyre and the Pistons or no, I'm out.
2: Name this Eastern Conference team based off their arena. The Amway Center, Joe. Who plays
0: at uh, the Amway Center? Amway, Amway. I want to say I'm going to say it's the Philadelphia 76ers. It seems like an Amway thing would be a Philly, a Philly thing, no. You're going Philly? I'm going to say Philadelphia.
2: Incorrect. All right. Jared. Raptors? It is. That's your question? That's,
0: that's your, your question? question? Oh, my gosh. No, it's it time it? Anyway, it is. Pistons. The Orlando
2: the Magic. Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm sorry I don't know that. That's embarrassing. <laughs>
2: okay. I right. name the Western Conference team Jared based off their arena. The Moda Center.
0: I think I know this one not because of the name of it, but because of the building.
2: Houston? Houston, Houston Rockets.
0: That is incorrect. Joe? I'm going to – I don't know what the Moda Center is. I've never heard of it. I, I think if I'm not mistaken, and I am probably am, yeah, but is that the arena of the um, Minnesota Timberwolves? That is incorrect. Is it Utah? The Portland. Uh, I didn't lasers. know. I had no idea then. Yeah.
2: The These names truck. are
0: stupid. <laughs> Terrible yeah. names for arenas That's why people aren't going to watch the NBA anymore yeah, It's the playoffs Alright Oh my favorite The flags of the world the Flags. Of There's the like 220 world. countries Jared and we know like 6 of them Alright let's see
2: Alright Flags of the world Joe what flag is this
0: That is the flag of the Republic of Lithuania
2: no.
0: Nope. Jared? Jared, there's th- that mountain at the top's got to be something. Somewhere mountainous like Afghanistan. <laughs> but that's not their flag, I don't think.
1: Czechoslovakia.
0: You guys both
2: pretty close. Slovenia. Oh,
0: Slovenia. All right, Jared. To you. Not enough good Slovenian fighters for us to know that flag okay. like that.
1: Come on, do America.
2: (laughs) Jared. What flag's that?
1: Costa Rica. Oh.
2: Say your final answer. Uh...
0: Jared, the third mark or the fourth mark over in purple, it looks like it's a goat. That looks like a goat. You
2: got 10 seconds.
0: Five,
2: four, three. Costa Rica, two. A, it is not Costa Rica. Joe, 10 seconds. I'm going to
0: say uh, Dagestan.
2: Dagestan is part of Russia, so I don't know. Nope. It is Croatia. Oh.
0: I knew it was somewhere in the Baltic region for crying out loud. He said it all that's part of Russia. Well, it's not Dagestan, it's an independent country, Einstein.
2: (laughs) All right. Not a lot of Mirko Krokov fans,
0: huh? (laughs) Dude, every one of these, I immediately try to think of the fighter like, (laughs) who would be holding that flag around him? The goat. I thought, I was thinking when I saw the goat, I thought of Khabib, not because he's the greatest of all time, but I think his family were goat herders.
2: Okay. I think. All All right. So, college football. You ready? Name the players based off their jerseys. Joe. There you go.
0: The guy on the left is. Uh, uh, Colt McCoy and the guy on the right is um Baker Mayfield.
2: Colt McCoy and Baker Mayfield—that's what you're going with.
0: Yeah, that is incorrect. I feel like if I had more time, I could get—I could come up with this. I'm just thinking Texas and and, and Oklahoma as best I can. Is that Colt
2: McCoy
1: and Sam Bradford?
2: Ding, ding, ding. Colt McCoy and Sam Bradford.
0: Boom. Wow. That was Colt McCoy. I knew yeah. it. You love Colt McCoy. Sure. Sam Bradford. That was good. Yeah? All right. Jared, <laughs> you're making a one-point
2: game with this. Name the players off their jerseys. Boom.
1: Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. Now I'm going to be completely embarrassed because I don't know the name of that LSU quarterback off the top of my head. Uh, You got
2: some time. Ten seconds. Oh. Five like just four, quarterback for him and three, I don't want to give any help seven. on the other one. No nothing. All right, Joe, ten seconds. Uh is that
0: Joe Burrow on the left and on the right. Five, uh, four, I have no idea two, who that is.
2: One Joe uh, Joe Burrow.
0: Joe Jared, Burrow,
2: and... did you have on the right, Jared. Uh,
1: that is not Beckham. Um, oh,
2: nope. It's Joe
0: Burrow and Tua
2: Tunga. Jeez.
0: What's up with number thirteen? Because I'm pretty sure he wore number uno, didn't he? No. Nope. He wore number thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alabama. Yeah. All right. Do I get anything for knowing Joe Burrow? Or you get another half point I guess. Another half point. Sure. These half right. points are really adding up.
2: <laughs> Round nine, MLB. You're gonna name the World Series loser based off oh. their playoff run. Okay. Uh, beat the White Sox three. beat the Boston Red Sox 4-3 in the ALCS before then went on to lose in the World Series. Joe, who
0: is this? That team is the... Tampa Bay Rays.
2: Tampa Bay Rays, that's what you're going with? Yeah. That is correct. That's the 2008 Tampa Bay Rays.
0: Tried, I was trying to think in the end time Boston and Tampa were in the playoffs together. Like it had to be that. So, that was tough. I don't remember them beating. Oh, actually, now that I think about it, they did play the White Sox in the first round. Yeah, this is hard.
2: All right. Same type of question to you, Jared. Name the World Series loser. They beat Tampa Bay 3-1, then they beat Detroit 4-2 in the ALCS. Who is this? Got 10 seconds.
0: Oh. Five, four, Yankees.
2: three, two. New York Yankees. No, but I can't okay. give Joe a Yankees. Joe, you got anything?
0: I'm going to guess the Houston Astros. That is incorrect. Is it, it the Texas Rangers?
2: Goals. It was indeed. Ah! No, oh, I
0: Texas knew it. Rangers. Ah, uh, my second choice was the Rangers. Okay, all right. picking myself, I, I should have gone with them first. You wouldn't have said the Houston Astros. That was too obvious an answer.
2: Yeah, and I mean that was that was before they were uh, 2011. That was
0: right.
2: Houston Astros were the Houston
0: Astros now. You know. Okay, those Jersey Math. Jersey um,
2: Math. I'm gonna get you. I'm, don't worry, Joe. Alabama Tua is not on here.
0: All right, because we've we starting uh, with 13, apparently, not one. I thought Lawrence Taylor plus Tua equaled 57. That is incorrect. It does not. It does. is 69, baby.
2: <laughs> yeah, very nice. All right, Jersey math to you, Joe. Um, here we go. Peyton Manning at Tennessee, Sidney Crosby on the Penguins, and Fernando Tatis on the Padres.
0: That is going to be a grand total of 73 points. That is incorrect. All right.
2: Jared?
1: 41.
2: That
0: is... Incorrect Is Sidney Crosby 60, Oh see 87 I would have I never knew that 16, I had Peyton Manning 45. down as 13 in my head And I had Tatis's wearing jersey 4 But I think that's what his dad wore Oh
2: hmm. Yeah
0: Interesting. All That was right. fun Alright you're yeah. gonna be a real nerd to know these jersey numbers and how they add up, don't you, Jason?
1: Oh, I can do old football. You do eighties, nineties football, and I'm, I'll give you a person for uh what's Doug Flutie's draft jersey number out of the draft. Jeez. Deuce uh, all right. two to the players. Nice. Nice.
0: Yeah, we right, should so do it. we should do eighties math jersey for sure. I like that. Yeah. You, throw hey, number, hey. you throw a number as
2: at first. This one's got some 80s to it, Jared, for you. Right. Michael Jordan in the Olympics. But then Alexander Ovechkin and T.J. Watt. 157. 157 is...
0: Incorrect I think Michael Jordan Wore number 8 I don't know who Alexander Chechkin is Ovechkin? I thought that I thought that was the Russian general Leading the battle in Ukraine So I didn't know who that was Um And is TJ, why does he wear 99? So I think I'm up to about 107 Ovechkin What's he wear, 63? Something silly, 55? So, I'm going to say the answer to this question is 176. 26. You, you, you said the
2: number, Joe, but you were way off. It's 107. Michael Jordan. Oops. The, the Ovechkin wears? You ah. wore number eight. <laughs> and T- J.J. Watt wears 99.
0: T.J. Oh, T.J. Watt. Oh, got me. Yeah. All right. So. Interesting. I actually said 107 at one point, didn't I? That's you hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's <laughs> wild. Yeah.
0: That Ovechkin thing really hurt, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know who that is. is he you good? don't
2: know who Alexander Ovechkin is? I
0: stopped following the, 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 the NHL and the oh, NBA around the turn yeah. of the century, and I haven't been back. Sorry. It's on them, not me.
2: Uh, That's still, like, I, I don't follow... NHL at all, but I know who Alexander Ovechkin is. Oh, what number does he
0: wear? Eight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I had
2: Sidney Crosby there too. I mean,
0: sixty-six, Sidney Crosby. I don't what know.
1: What do you call what do you call a paddle with a weight on one end and a floaty on the other? A oh, Bobby Orr. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, all right. That's gonna it up for a big brain battle. Joe? Yeah. Run Joe. Five. I was impressive. Yeah.
0: Well, it's like five point seven five if we're being honest. Five point seven five to two.
2: Yeah. If there we switch he
1: still beats me three to four and a half, so. <laughs> in the beginning, it was a little different if we had each other's questions, <laughs> yeah. but in the end, it, it came true anyway, so. Yeah, that was, yeah, fun. Job, that yeah. was
2: fun. All right, uh, that was fun, yeah, but uh, all right, we got to get back into fights, but first, let's take a little break and hear more of our sponsors
0: come on out for a day of fun to the cove kids classic presented by clarity friday may 6 2022 at lyman orchards golf club to benefit the cove center for grieving children partnership opportunities are available all proceeds from the cove kids classic support the cove's free programs Please consider partnering with us to continue to support grieving children and teens in 2022 and beyond. For more information or questions, call Allison Gamber at 203-634-0500 or email allison at covect.org. The Cove Kids Classic takes place Friday, May 6th at Lyman Orchard's Golf Club. Registration begins at 8 a.m. Shotgun start at 9 a.m. on the player course. The UFC returns to the Apex in Las Vegas for Fight Night 206, featuring a welterweight matchup in the main event between Bilal Muhammad and Vicente Luque. Let's break it down. Bilal Muhammad is 33 years old. He's 5'10 with a 72 inch reach and a record of 20 and 3 with four knockouts. From Chicago, Illinois, Muhammad took up wrestling in high school and after briefly attending college, he made his MMA debut in August of 2012 with a first round knockout. Early on, he fought for several different promotions, eventually winning the Titan FC welterweight title with a fourth-round knockout over Steve Carl. He made his UFC debut in his next fight, losing by unanimous decision to Alan Huban, but winning his first fight of the night bonus and followed it up with a brutal ground-of-pound stoppage of Augusto Montano. In November of 2016, he suffered a devastating first-round knockout to Vicente Luque, but then went on a four-fight winning streak, including decisions over Randy Brown, Tim Means and Chance Counter before losing a decision to Jeff Neal in an all-action brawl that saw him get dropped twice. He bounced back four months later, defeating Chris Melander, and followed that up with his first performance of the night when he submitted Takashi Sato via rear naked choke. Dominant victories over Lyman Gooden Diago Lima earned him his first headliner against Leon Edwards. However, that fight ended in controversy as an entertaining first round. Edwards poked Muhammad in the eye, rendering him unable to continue. Just three months later, he scored one of the most impressive wins of his career when he shut down the dangerous veteran Damian Maia, stuffing multiple takedown attempts and absolutely dominating with his technical boxing skills en route to a unanimous decision. On December 18th, 2021, he cemented his place among the best of the division when he put on another impressive performance, giving Stephen Thompson a thorough and one-sided beating Overwhelming Wonder Boy with his wrestling and aggressive striking, a well-rounded and highly aggressive pressure fighter, Muhammad is excellent at cutting off the octagon, maintaining distance, and overwhelming his opponents with a solid mix of striking, wrestling, and some of the best cardio in the game. Vicente Luque, 30 years old, he's five foot eleven with a 75 and a half inch reach and a record of 21 and seven with 11 knockouts and eight submissions, from Westwood, New Jersey. Luque began trading in karate at the age of three, and after his parents' divorce, he moved with his mother to Brazil, where he took up Brazilian jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai in his teens. He made his professional debut in June of 2009 with a first-round knockout and went 7-4-1, including a first-round TKO of Thiago Santos before trying out for the ultimate fighter in 2014. He submitted Nathan Coyne in his first fight, but was defeated by Hadir Hassan in the semifinals. He made his official UFC debut in the show's finale, where he defeated castmate Michael Graves. In his next fight, he avenged the loss to Hassan with a first-round Anaconda choke, then won his next three-by stoppage, including a first-round left-hook knockout of Bilal Muhammad. In his next fight, he dropped a unanimous decision to Leon Edwards, then went on to an impressive six-fight winning streak, which included a second-round Darce choke of the dangerous Nico Price, Knockouts over Brian Barberena and Derek Krantz and a decision over Mike Perry. In November of 2019, he dropped a unanimous decision to Stephen Thompson, but bounced back six months later with a third-round stoppage of Nico Price, then knocked out Randy Brown with a brutal knee to the head, followed by ground and pound. In March of 2021, he defeated former world weight champion Tyron Woodley with a first-round darts choke, then used the same technique five months later to submit UFC mainstay Michael Chiesa. One of the most well-rounded fighters in the division, Luque is an elite-level Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist who is equally as dangerous in a stand-up game where he combines excellent tactical striking skills with devastating one-punch knockout power at a rate of nearly six strikes per minute. Will Muhammad's relentless pressure and world-class grappling be enough to overwhelm Luke as he seeks to avenge his only knockout loss? Or will the silent assassin's tactical striking and thunderous power result in another dominant victory as both men inch closer to a showdown with welterweight kingpin Kamara Usman? Tune in Saturday night to UFC fight night, Luke versus Muhammad too. And let's find out.
2: All right. I mean, the, who will get that much closer to a match with Usman and a shot at the title, Joe?
0: Uh look, you know, the in, in the first fight, uh, obviously Luke K had the upper hand. I think Muhammad has become a much better fighter since the first time these guys faced off. Um, I, I, I do think that he's going to pull this thing out tonight. I think he wins. Uh, a decision. I think it, it goes the uh, it goes the distance. I think Luque is going to have moments where uh, you think maybe he's going to pull it off. But I think in the end, it's Muhammad in five.
1: Yeah, I'm, t- I'm taking Muhammad, too. I think this is one of the most underrated guys in the UFC. Um, I think he'll be a little more dominant than that. Uh, I I love the take that he's grown a lot since their first fight. Um, And I've said before, Muhammad, terribly, terribly underrated. Good gas tank, straightforward fighter, pressure guy, breaks guys. Um, I have uh, have Muhammad by stoppage.
2: All right. I I love it because I'm on the other side. I I got Luke. While Muhammad has grown a lot, I think this will go the distance. I just think Luke Luke is just a little bit more explosive. I think he will land more meaningful stuff and it will wear more on Muhammad. But I I think Muhammad is at a spot where I think he will definitely take – he'll get his in. I think it will be a great, great fight. I I got Luke winning the decision just because I I think he gets maybe a couple knockdowns in there. But uh, I, I think it will be back and forth. But I, 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 I think everything you guys are saying about Muhammad, I think can be said about Luque as well. I think he's another guy who he, he's at the top of this world division. And I think he, he needs to start giving a little bit more opportunities. I mean, a loss to Wonderboy, that isn't anything. I mean, yeah, that's rough. But I mean, Wonderboy's is a, a Rubik's Cube in and of itself. And I mean, Luque is a beast. He's been a beast. I mean, and he's been great throughout his whole career and I think he he's someone who definitely needs to get a lot more love. I think both these guys are tremendously underrated in the
0: scope of the UFC. Since they fought Luque's 10 and 10 and 2 in the UFC. Uh and as you mentioned, I mean the losses are to Steven Wonderboy Thompson and the Leon Edwards and it especially his last few fights man, it's like a who's who. Chiesa, Woodley, Brown, Price, Mike Perry, I mean he, He's he's been fighting uh, the best fights he can get, and he's he's been winning most of them. So yeah, and 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 you know the Darsh chokes of Luque, you know he's. I, I I mean I if I'm Muhammad dude, and the only reason I'm giving Muhammad the the edgier here, here is honestly I just feel like I don't know what I feel like. I think I mean you're talking about the number five versus the number six guy in the division here. Yeah, uh, you know it, it, these are two really good fighters. I think you're going to get a really good fight. Uh, outside of losing to Luke Cage, Muhammad's only other loss was to Jeff Neal, again not exactly a banger, but a, a known commodity. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a great fight. I think it is going to go the distance, though, um, unless Luke chokes him out before then.
1: What do you call what do you call it when you strike somebody out who's sitting on the toilet? Come on, guys. We've been playing this game too long. A Luke.
0: <laughs> Luke. Oh, good lord. All right. That. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, but uh, it, it should be fun. But I mean, we don't just have fun welterweight UFC fights to talk about. We well, have a pretty fun boxing welterweight battle too and let's get into that
0: unbeaten wbc and ibf welterweight champion errol spence jr and wba welterweight world champion your dennis ugas square off in a welterweight championship unification showdown from at&t stadium in arlington texas let's break it down your Dennis Ugas is 35 years old, he's 5 foot 9 with a 69 inch reach and a record of 27 and 4 with 12 knockouts. From Santiago de Cuba, Ugas began his amateur career at the age of 16 as a member of the Cuban national team, won gold medals at the Pan American Games and World Championships as well as a bronze medal at the 2008 Beijing Olympics. After 6 attempts, Ugas was finally able to defect in 2010 after amassing a record of 96 and 9 and made his professional debut with a unanimous decision that July. He quickly went 11-0 with five knockouts before dropping a split decision to Johnny Garcia in 2012. He then won his next four, including a decision over Cosme Rivera and a knockout of Aiden Hernandez before dropping two straight to Emmanuel Robles and Amir Imam. He bounced back with a dominant win over Jamal James. They went on a seven-fight winning streak with decisions over Thomas Duolorme and Cesar Barrionuevo and a TKO of Ray Robinson before challenging Showtime Sean Porter for the WBC Welterweight title. He put up an impressive performance, managing to cut the champion in an action-packed brawl, only to lose a close split decision. He returned to the ring two months later, defeating Omar Figueroa by a wide unanimous decision, then stopped Mike Dallas in seven rounds in February of 2020. Seven months later, he took on Abel Ramos, dominating the fight and pulling out a decision victory to claim the vacant WBA regular welterweight title. And four months later, was elevated to WBA super champion after Manny Pacquiao was stripped of his title due to inactivity. On August 21st, 2021, he scored the most significant victory of his career when he took on boxing legend Manny Pacquiao using his jab accuracy and looping right hand to keep the future Hall of Famer at bay as he won by a wide, unanimous decision. Working behind a solid double jab, Ugas is atypical for a Cuban boxer, preferring to fight in a phone booth and forfeiting his reach advantage to outlast and wear down his opponents with body shots and a wild overhand right. Errol Spence Jr. is 32 years old. He's 5'10", with a 72-inch reach and a record of 27 and all with 21 knockouts. From Dallas, Texas, Spence took up boxing at a young age, winning the National Golden Gloves in three consecutive national championships from 2009 to 2011 before losing in the quarterfinals of the 2012 London Olympics to Andre Zemkoivoy. After amassing an amateur record of 135-12, and he turned pro in November of 2012 with a third-round knockout of Jonathan Garcia. He steadily rose through the rankings, going 18-0 and with 15 knockouts before stopping Alejandro Barrera in five rounds. To become the IBF's number two contender, after an impressive fifth-round stoppage of former junior welterweight champion Chris Algieri and a six-round blowout of Leonard Bundo, he was given a title shot against Cal Brook, battering the champion and dropping him in the 11th to claim the IBF welterweight title. In his first defense, he demolished WBA regular champion Lamont Peterson, thoroughly dismantling him until his corner threw in the towel. And after a one-round destruction of the hapless Carlos Ocampo, he took on four-weight champion Mikey Garcia, putting on an absolute masterclass and completely overwhelming it with combinations which severely limited his offense as Garcia was unable to land in double-digit numbers in every round of the fight. Six months later, he took on fellow welterweight champion Sean Porter in an exciting all-action brawl with an 11th-round knockdown of Porter making the difference as Spence walked away with a close split decision to claim the WBC belt. Shortly after the fight, he was involved in a near-fatal car accident, flipping his Ferrari and getting ejected from the vehicle. After a year layoff, he returned to the ring, scoring a dominant unanimous decision over former junior welterweight champion Danny Garcia. A highly tactical pressure fighter, Spence is a master at controlling the distance with his excellent footwork and uses a powerful jab to set up a withering body attack. Will the awkward and aggressive style of Ugas be able to neutralize Spence's offense or will the truth's advantage in speed and power prove to be too much as he continues to cement his legacy as one of the best pound for pound of the sport? Tune in Saturday night and let's find out.
2: All right, Joe. Will the rise of Earl Spence continue or will Ugas be the
0: wall in the way? I think Ugas has to fight the fight of his life. You know, he got outthrown in the fight against Pacquiao. Pacquiao, fortunately, just didn't, for him, didn't land much. A couple things about Ugas. Number one, he lives in North Bergen, New Jersey. That's where my mom and and my grandmother uh, lived. And uh, number two, I don't know if you guys know this, but your Dennis Ugas is best friends with Yankees closer Aroldis Chapman, another Cuban defector. Uh, listen, Ugas fought his brains out uh, against Manny Pacquiao, and while the scores indicated uh, a beatdown, that's not really what happened. I don't, I don't think he's got enough. His, his, he's in look, he's an awkward fight, Jared, and I think anybody would agree with that. Knowing that this is who you're preparing for, I assume Errol Spence Jr., who's a fantastic boxer. And really, I mean, this guy's really, you know what it is? I I noticed in in going through all these Spence fights, my goodness, dude, he works the body. He works the body. I mean, he'll certainly punch your face in, but as as soon as, as soon as you leave your body open, Errol Spence will find a way to bury into your ribs. Uh, And then usually at that point is when he starts stalking you down uh, and, and gets the knockout. So, I like Spence in this one. I don't think this thing goes to the 10th round. I think Spence ends it somewhere around... Uh, seven keeps popping into my head. I'm going to say seventh round. Uh, I think Spence finishes this dude off uh, and walks out with a whole bunch of belts tonight.
2: Yeah. All right, Jerry, do you agree with that?
1: Keep my fighter's name <laughs> out um yeah, Ugas has alopecia, and he doesn't punch everybody who picks on him for his eyebrows. It's something he <laughs> tweeted the other day. Can you imagine if I pimp-smacked everyone who said something about me not having eyebrows? Full-time job. I still want to fight Will Smith. Hey, open, offer's still open, Will. Haven't heard back from you, and we all know why. Um, so, sus. Er- Errol, Sus spence
0: i like never that seen
1: anything like ugas he's never seen anything like that mikey garcia i'm not sure what he was when spence fought him uh danny garcia fast lightning fast not a lot of power won some rounds sean porter close fight won some rounds kel brooke coming into the ninth round was winning that fight on two out of three of the judges' scorecards. Uh, Algieri, not a hard puncher, faster guy. Think about this now. Where's your straightforward, hard punching, Ugas type guy? Is it Peterson, Algieri, Brook, maybe Porter, but he's a little smaller. Styles make fights and this is the perfect, they made a mistake. Letting Ugas into this little circle before they got their big money fight. And I think this is where it happens. I'm taking the upset. That plus 425, give me that Ugas money. I don't know if he stops him, but I think he's too strong, too much pressure, and Spence just can't be pretty like Spence is in this fight. This is a lot closer than plus 425. I'm taking Ugas for the upset.
2: Damn. Uh, I love it, Jared. Uh, I, I think this is gonna be a tough, tough fight for Spence and I think we're gonna this is the most vulnerable we're gonna see Spence. We we've ever seen Spence in that ring. But I I, I think he will get the decision, he will get the nod in the end. And I, I think I I think he we need to see that Crawford fight. I, I think Crawford just needs to get rid of Spence. And Spence can go fight uh, your boy Ortiz. Ortiz can put that uh, little feather in his cap to get.
0: I up can to the totally front the see level. this weasel losing this fight to just not have to fight Terence Crawford.
1: Yeah, after all that weight he dropped after the last fight, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dropped seven pounds walking out of the stadium. That was my favorite.
0: I do think I do think Ugas at at, at minimum is going to be an absolute handful. You know, again, this isn't, this isn't a fight. And you're right, Jared, how this guy's worked himself into that funny. He actually uh, had a mandatory challenger. He was supposed to fight and he asked for a waiver to get it thrown out and they, and they wouldn't do it. And it wasn't until they couldn't agree to terms, uh, on a contract that they allowed him to fight, uh, Errol Spence jr. Which again, just goes to show you what a joke boxing really is. Um, they're, now suddenly they're like, we should try to get a unified champion. Yeah. You don't need six guys with seven belts in your division. That's a great Like, stop deal. it. You know, you 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 need this. There shouldn't be four champs in every division. It's, it's confusing.
1: It's a trinket for the best guy that night.
0: Yep. That's
1: what the belts have become. A trinket for the best guy that night.
0: Damn. I just... I hope Spence doesn't lose and blow. Dude, we've seen plenty of blown fights, including Joshua Fury. I mean, we've seen some big money fights fall by the wayside because of crap like this. Because he doesn't want to fight Terrence Crawford. You're going to go fight your Dennis Ugas. If you lose, Spence, it's over. The big money fight. Over! God. You're donezo! That's how it yeah. goes!
2: Don't have Ugas be a Ruiz.
0: Oh, I'll tell you what, to or, me, Ugas, uh, Ugas is like Ruiz personified. This guy's more like definitely capable of, again, at the very least, making Errol Spence look terrible tonight. At the All very I, least, Spence wins, he looks God. terrible
1: doing it. Tiafimo Lopez just had this happen to him where he was right at the top of the game and i uh, give this guy a shot and that, you're making a mistake when you start picking and choosing these not big fights but that's that, that, a boogeyman and, Spen- and think about I mean I would take Spence in this fight two years ago prior maybe prior to the car accident let's say. But um, it just looked like the stars are aligning for Spence to have a bad night. I don't know. I'm taking Ugas here.
0: Let me put it like this too: Spence hasn't had a finish in a fight since June of 2018. It's been nothing but wow. split decisions and and unanimous decisions ever They're since then.
1: Softer guys. I don't want to say so. I don't want to say Danny Garcia is soft. I'm just saying he's not. The heavy puncher pressure guy that Ugas is as close as you get to Ugas is Sean Porter, probably. And yeah. they all three of those guys all fought each other and those were great fights. So there's a rock, paper, scissors situation. Ugas beats Spence.
2: All right. Uh, I It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be exciting. But uh, I. I'm, I'm excited. I, I think Spence can get it. I, I think he'll go to the judges. I, I I think this is a fight where come next week we're going to be talking that the judges get it right because I think, I think Ugas is going to make, make Spence look a lot more vulnerable than he has. Mm.
0: But uh, I think we're going to talk about this fight no matter what happens next week. Oh, 100%. Because, you sure. know, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
2: all that
1: suspense <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah uh, alright IJ, before we close it how are you going to make us money
1: there it is we already covered this Bilal Muhammad one of the most underrated fighters in the UFC inside the distance at plus 600 that's the puncher's chance this week my uh three week win streak got smashed last week. I hope you guys didn't go high bits on that because I got my butt kicked last week in the boxing matches. But this one, we're taking the dog to start the new winning streak. Bala Muhammad finishes Luke A, plus six hundred.
2: Damn. All right. Okay. I like it. Even though I have Luke, I would like the opposite. But, I mean, I don't let you run, man. But, uh, all right, that's going to do it for the fights, and that's going to do it for throwing jabs. Uh, Big shout-out and thanks to uh, Chris Sawyer, Annie Mack Mortgage, and Cove Kids Classic. Make sure you go check that out. May 6th, Lyman orchards, golf course. Come, say hello. Come play some golf.
0: For a good cause, right, Joe? A great cause. The Cove Center for Grieving Children, a free program for kids dealing with grief in their life, whether it's the loss of a parent, a sibling, grandparent. It's all free services. This is their fundraiser, so we want to make them a lot of money. I'm also talking to the director this week, so we'll have some updated information as far as you already know you're getting two meals and all sorts of other goodies. Uh, We're going to be talking about what sort of raffle prizes. Uh, I'll have that info for you next week. I got to tell you, my friend Allison always does well. Like, there's got to be a trip to Yankee Stadium, I'm going to guess. All right? I mean, some seriously good prizes, and again, this guy, why not? Oh yeah. You think of better things you could do on a Friday than hang out with me. Yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> That's going to do it for throwing jabs today. Uh, for myself, Big Jace, Joe Aguirre, Jared Jones. Enjoy the fights tonight, and we'll see you next week to recap them and preview even more. So take care, everyone.
1: Throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared Joe and Jays, Clover Crest, top three corner man, punching in. With a punch chance, we find a way to win. The main event locked it in. Every Saturday, at 10. The overhand is out of hand when it comes to fist of cuffs. Slot a hand on the undercard, you'll never see the punch Uppercut, got you missing wave, feet are stepping late Keep your guard up feeling faint from a faint Take a standing aid, then retaliate Put up your duke, stick and move, bob and waved, Don't lose hope against the ropes, there's always an escape Never stay down, one more round, bells ringing Counterpunch with your chin tucked, then go down swinging We bringing crosses with no worship Hooks with no verses, combinations with no locks When you feel the flurry as curtains From scrub scraps to fight stats, relax if you want the facts Cause the best combat podcast is throwing jabs
0: My name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group, and here at CMG we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Showing About the G-Men, and great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichman. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting Clovercrestmedia.com.